You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is the Al Shechakadish for Parshas Yisra. And um, he discusses the Jewish people's preparation for the giving of the Torah. And here's a question which if you, if, if this question hasn't occurred to you, it should have. The simple understanding of the Parsha is that the Jewish people arrive at Har Sinai. At Har Sinai, they are right now not going to be given the Torah, so to speak. Hashem is going to speak to them, is going to inform them of the Aseris Adibros, of the Ten Commandments. And then, after Hashem tells them the Ten Commandments, what happens? Moshe goes up, for how long? 40 days. And then he's going to bring down the Ten Commandments. With the rest of the Torah. So, isn't it strange to make everyone gather together around the mountain and then just give them a short speech and then just make them hang out? Why don't you guys hang out down here, try to stay out of trouble for 40 Nine. days? That's a long time to. So, what was, what, why didn't we just have the Aseris Adibros at. At whenever that was the Torah was supposed to be given, or why didn't Hashem have Moshe come down now with the luchos? So if if this question hasn't occurred to you, it should have. What's with this random forty day break in between the original meeting between Hashem and uh, the Jewish people and uh, the actual giving of the Torah? So. To answer this question in the most uh, beautiful way I've ever seen, on page Kuf Tzadidal in the left column, lavo el So to explain this, I'd like to um, come to the subject. Naskira Mamar Amzal, we're going to quote the teaching of our sages, HaOmrim, The holy books tell us, that the greatest act that Moshe Rabbeinu did, of all the things, he performed the, most of the plagues and the splitting of the sea and the opening of the earth for Korach and all the other things that Moshe Rabbeinu did. The most heroic act that Moshe did of all was the breaking of the Luchos. Because Hashem gave Moshe his luchos. Hashem made these himself. And we know, he's going to tell us soon why Moshe breaks it. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Um, so, he, but Moshe has no indication from Hashem that he's allowed to break the luchos, that it would be okay for him to break the luchos. It would seem like the worst thing that Moshe ever did. And yet, Hashem says to him, um, Hashem says to him, Thank you. Thank you for breaking the luchos. In fact, the Torah ends. The last words. In the eyes of the Jewish people. 
And Rashi explains that that because the Torah ends with these are all the great things that Moshe did in the eyes of the Jewish people, and we, Rashi tells us La'enikol Yisrael means that uh, that Moshe broke the luchos. That's the last thing that the Torah is alluding to. That's the last. Those are the last words in all the Torah. La'enikol Yisrael. Moshe broke the luchos. That's the greatest, most heroic act that Moshe did. So he says, Hashem praised Moshe's strength, which broke the luchos. And the question is, what did Moshe accomplish by breaking the luchos? Our sages explain. Amru, they said, Moshe said, Mutav shetidon kipnuya, velotidon keeshazesh. Moshe breaking the luchas makes the status of the Jewish people <coughs> as an unmarried couple with Hashem. And an unmarried couple, so she is not, if she would go off with someone else, that would be a relatively minor crime, as opposed to were, were she married, were the Jewish people married to Hashem. So if they were serious about the Egel, they'd be in big trouble if the luchas were still Right. There. Uh, so if the luchas was still around, the Jewish people would have been nesua, um, um, they would have been eshetish, and then that would have been a irreparable crime, the Jewish people would have been destroyed. Because Moshe breaks the luchas, he takes the status. precious object, which was the object of marriage between Hashem and the Jewish people, and breaks it, the Jewish people are now like a pnuya. This suggests that means that the Jewish people were not considered married to Hashem until the luchos would actually be handed. Our sages say that the Ten Commandments the Ten Commandments this meeting at Har Sinai, where Hashem gave the Jewish people the Ten Commandments, is only like the jewelry that the chasan sends to the kala before the wedding. It's not given as an act of marriage. But it's r- not like the ring. But Rabbi, just like you said it, had Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu given them the luchot at the time of the aseret had you brought, the maaseh egel would not have happened. So why do you say that? Because what well, Moshe would not have gone up to the mountain forty days, and oh, we're we're not talking about the timing yet. We're going to get to that. He's going to. You'll see. You'll see. This is brilliant. Shalkein Israel Aleim who used Barach. That's why Hashem was so upset. Shlo ibdu be'egel. All they lost by doing the egel. Rak Hashanazan lanu al yidei atzmo were the two gifts that Hashem gave to us. Shehem anochi velo yialcha, which is the first two commandments. I am Hashem and don't worship idols. Shamu mipiagvura, which they heard directly from Hashem. Veloa shashamu mipiagvura, not the ones they heard from Moshe. In the Nerek Tzas, this teaches you, The Ten Commandments, Har Sinai, was not the giving of the Torah. It was just part of the engagement process. Kim Shiduchin. It was Shiduchin and the sending of presents. I thought the Luchos were the Edim. It's, it's, they're, ach, they're the Edim. They're the two Edim. Right. No, there's different interpretations. But, but certainly, 
the Ten Commandments is not the marriage, it's just part of the engagement. The, the luchos wouldn't come till 40 days later. So why, why is there punishment for the ego? Well, there's still, as we say, still a penuya, still an unmarried woman who just runs off with someone. Um, so there's still a relatively minor crime, but that's not as bad as a married woman. And why do we celebrate Shavuos on this day instead of... Well, th- that's, a, that's a general question, which why, why do we celebrate Shavuos? Because in the end, that is the day of Kabbalah Satora, and we did fix it. Rabbi, they had even Chupadir. He's not learning that way. We'll see, we'll see. Let's give him a chance. Now let's get to the subject that I'd like to explain. He knew everyone was going to jump in here. He says, That Hashem is acting here like a Jewish king who wanted to take a captive woman, who wanted to take a woman who's willing to convert as a wife. In other words, Hashem is like the king, and we are like this woman who has, um, from a different, like an Eshet Yifat right? they have to wait but a while from a different, they get married. Well, let's, let's see what he says. Vayar, <laughs> and he saw... <coughs> She is being purified. She's becoming holy from her impurity. And he's supposed to wait. He's supposed to wait. Well, let's not jump to dates yet. Let's see what he says. You have to wait for her to become purified. Libuna means white. Meaning until she goes to a process of Tahara. However, Hashem was not willing to accept this time. Hashem's heart was feeling a sourness. By saying, How can I extinguish and put out the fire of my love? Milavo Eleha from having um, communication or uh, really relations with the Jewish people. Ad Yispor Shlosha Yerachim, you should have to wait three months. That's the halacha. A woman who has converted, you have to wait three months. And the reason is because it takes three months, at least uh, halachically, to verify whether a woman is pregnant or not. Okay. So if, oh, a, if um, in order to know whether the child was born or was conceived in Kedusha or not, you have to wait three months. And this is true every time a woman would uh, become um, divorced or if... Um, uh, or uh, a widow, or whatever the case is, if a woman wants to get remarried, Halacha says she has to wait three months in order to distinguish between um, who, who the father was. Lahavchin, but in the case of the convert, it's three months. Lahavchin <coughs> to distinguish between any seed that would have been implanted before there was holiness, the Zerash and Israel Bekedusha, to any seed that was planted within holiness. So Hashem has to wait. Three months. But if a man, if the king finds his beloved in some faraway country and he's waiting for her to convert, 90 days seems like a thousand years. <laughs> 
So, the kidneys of this king, meaning the council within himself, came up, kidneys. Kidneys, yeah, came up with a plan. Yitzav Allaha, he tells her, you can already take off the cloak of captivity. And put on some nice clothing. After the conversion, she could keep the days of cleanliness in holiness and purity of just seven days. And after seven days, she can already go to the mikvah he'd be prohibited from having relations with her because she wouldn't be allowed to get pregnant because then we would, it could cause confusion. to separate between seed. But at least he would be able to kiss her. Because she is Tohor and not Nida. An incredible imagery that the Alshech is creating of this king, this Jewish king, who has found this woman, and he knows he has to wait three months to marry her. I'm sorry, he can marry her right away. He has to wait three months until he can have relations, but after seven days, she could go to the mikvah, and he could do everything other than um, have relations. At least let that calm the storm within his heart. Well, he has to wait for 90 days. But Oz, and then after 90 days, Yirva Dodim, then he can express his love, to be husband and wife in all ways. How far is it from Shavuos? Uh, let's, let's see, let's see, let's, see, let's, see, let's calculate. Okay. He's going to fill us in here. All right. So he says, take the count. Take this vision. That's exactly what happened here with Hashem. Because we were in Egypt. We were basically, we had to come out as converts and as captive women that were taken. That's where we converted. The Jewish people converted. I mean, they had a status of uh, you know Bnei Avram, Bnei Yisrael, whatever the term was, but they weren't Jews. They had to go through a process of Bris Mila and Pesach. We were like Jewish women. Gilulim, um, cap- captive in the hands of the idol worshippers, Mitzad Avisenu, from generations past. But the women didn't have tefillah in, in Mitzrayim. Well, everyone, well, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean no, no, no tefillah in Mitzrayim, there's no tefillah. Well, 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 but when you said going through Mila, that was a conversion process, what did the women do? Well, Mila? men have to go through Mila tefillah too. Right. So I'm just saying, but, uh, okay. All right, so we're, we're holding on to tefillah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and it turns out for the women it's going to be the Korban Pesach. But, okay. okay. So it's the equivalent of us having taken contaminated seed through being under the control of the Egyptians. And our souls were contaminated. And we have given birth to forces for impurity. As we know, for all those who do evil, every time you sin, you create a force or an angel of, of destruction. So it's like the Jewish people were already having seed being created through being under the captivity of the Egyptians. 
Hashem wants to marry us to Him. To implant within us the seeds of the gardens of the Holy King. To sanctify us with His commandments. To give birth, so to speak, to holy fire. Hashem wants to hurry. But he knows, besides for the days of the mikvah, we need 90 days. To distinguish between any seed born of impurity, to the holy seed. In order to distinguish between actions we did before and actions we did after. To distinguish between the, the, whatever seeds are brought forth from before Egypt and after Egypt. To make our deeds be only the fruit of our service to Hashem. So Hashem would have to wait 90 days. I think everyone by now has figured out that 90 days is the 50 days plus the 40. Right. Right. So, but because out of the great love that Hashem has for us, Hashem just can't wait. I understand the... the beautiful imagery that the Alshech is creating and the message he's trying to get to us. We, we have this picture of Hashem you know, being this cold, calculated, um, um, almost robotic kind of ruler who has this system. And, and actually many people of other religions, people of our religion, are, are turned off when they hear about all these rules and you get punished and you get heaven and you get hell and you get this much time in heaven and this much time. And here you have to do tshuva this way and that way, 613 commandments. And what they're, what they're missing, and maybe it's the fault of us and the way that we give over right. Yiddishkeit, is what what they're missing is this concept that the love that we experience in this world is barely a semblance of what real love is, which is the love between Hashem and um, Klal Yisrael, between us and the Torah, between us, all the loves that exist in this world. You know, I love cream cheese. I love uh, I love uh, fish. I love uh, yeah. I love cars. Right? Yeah. Uh, all these loves are are fake compared to what real love is in terms of your neshama. Nothing, nothing wrong with cars. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, so, but but that, that's that's really what he's saying is that if we would realize that. It's not cold and calculated and just the rules and you're going to burn if you don't follow this. And that turns a lot of people away. It certainly turns many young people away. But instead, if we realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created a world where it's a simulation of what's really happening in the world above, right? you should see uh, God's gold chariot. Right? Um, maybe it's a couple of... Uh, the... 
But the that that love that Hashem um, has in the upper world, our world is barely able to copy it. So he says in the same way of this mashal is that Hashem is supposed to wait ninety days. The Torah needs to be given. The marriage between Hashem and the Jewish people needs to take place ninety days after Pesach, because before ninety days we are um, still possibly carrying the seed of Egypt. Hashem should have given the Torah 90 days after, the whole right. thing. The, right. whole the whole thing should have happened 90 days. Right. Hashem couldn't wait. How many days between Shavuos and Sukkot? Well, not Sukkot, because that's already Simple too far. No, remember, no, it's 90, it's n- no, not from okay. Shavuos. No, I, not from Shavuos, but I'm saying if he had to start the 90 days again. No, he doesn't have to start 90 days okay. again. Right? It's from when they leave Egypt. Okay. So the calculation is easy. They, they, Hashem ends up giving the Ten Commandments after 50 and, and makes them wait 40. For the 40. So wait he like says, wait. Right? it should have been 90. But Hashem couldn't wait. Because Hashem wants us to bring us close to Him more than we want to come close to Him. It should be the other way. Hashem is everything and we're nothing. Well, no, he does. He says here that Neshika was acceptable. Yeah. That's why 50 days. We'll see because she goes to Mikvah. I understand, but still, not, you did not bring to Chupa. No, so it is. We'll see. We'll see. No, no, no. That's not the case. Uh, we're, we're jumping to conclusions here. Uh, Three months felt like a thousand years to God. Al-Kem also, what did he do? Miher lahavir tumasenu. Hashem hurried and brought us through at least the process of purification. He avodas gilulim shavadnu. That's the avodazara which we did. He told us to bring the carbon Pesach. As our sages tell us, draw yourself and take the carbon Pesach. Take yourself away from idol worship. Because the Egyptians worshipped um, the ram, or the sheep, or the mm-hmm. constellation of Aries. They rebelled against that. And they slaughtered him. And then all God brought punishments on them. And when the Jewish people did this, they risked their lives. Because they basically took the Egyptian god and tied it to the posts of their bed. And they were in Dejikyodma and that act of um, taking the carbon pesach is the act of Hefsik Tahara. <laughs> which is in the halachas of Nida, that's when the woman um, feels that she is um, clean, <coughs> so she has to do a hefsek tara, which is to leave in a cloth for a certain amount of time in order to do the first bedika. So he's saying that hefsek tahara was the korban Pesach. Mi'az mashchuatilaf, and when they take the sheep. Hechlifu simlosam. But then they also had to wear different clothing. That's the woman during the Yimei Tahara. 
he or besar alasam. That's represented by the bris mila, which is the changing of their skin. So the zohar says, however, for a nation, seven days is not enough. It needs to be seven times seven days. So the blood on the doorpost, maybe she wasn't ready. Uh, no, but that would be after. That was so he says and this is like you can learn half of Hilchas Nida from this piece in the Alshech because even of those seven days there still might be some impurity left so Hashem wanted to help them out and was Hashem put the Jewish people on, on the spiritual pill to sort of control the purification process. Aleph, but mitzvah Shabbos. Hashem gave them Shabbos. This is earlier. Hashem gave them. And Beis, Bedinim, He gave them rules. Shabbos pours over them all this holiness from the extra neshama, to sanctify them, to purify them. I'm going to go through this a little quickly because He uses such flowery language. He doesn't say Chodesh, but uh, Chodesh would have been performed, yeah. right? Absolutely. In fact, the whole world was given vitality and purification through Shabbos. And Shabbos is what connects Hashem and the Jewish people. Because that extra soul is, makes you more connected to Hashem. So he says, if part of the purification process is extra peace between man and God, certainly you need extra peace between man and man. As we know, one of the most basic principles of the Torah is love your neighbor like you love yourself. Um, let's skip to the, the rest of this par- paragraph. Basically, he says that that's that's uh, that's going to cause the korban based on English when we don't have peace. So you see what a big deal. Um, so he says that Shabbos and Dinim are the most basic elements of maintaining a proper relationship a between Hashem and the Jewish people, which is Shabbos, and between the Jewish people and each other, and um, which is Dinim, which is laws. Right. Al kein hu yizbarach. Next paragraph. Um, okay, let's give the next paragraph as well. So he says, then the seventh week comes. Remember, we're doing seven weeks instead of seven days. Which represents the seventh day of purification of Anida. We know on the seventh day, there's a whole process that you have to do. And for Klal Yisrael, whatever the Nida would have to do on the seventh day, Klal Yisrael has to do that the seventh week. But in, it all starts in the afternoon of the seventh day, which in this case is starting the third day of the week. Hashem comes there first, Hashem was there when the Jewish people arrived. Hashem was ready to greet them. Much like 
you know, the uh, woman is coming from afar and she's traveling in the caravan and when she arrives, he's not sitting at home waiting for her to knock on the door. He's already coming out to meet her. And he says, Hashem was already at Sinai. So he says that the Jewish people were there and they were also excited to come meet the king. To, and they're asking, you know, when are we going to hear from the king? What's the word from the king? This is why during this last week, any remnant of impurity that may have remained is completely gone. completely disappeared. Every moment standing at Sinai, they were attaining more holiness, more connection with Hashem, Hashem Lefneim. Okay. Um, basically, what we have here, we're going to skip to the next paragraph again, um, what, what's, what's really happening is that we're supposed to wait 90 days. 90 days is the three months of um, distinguishing, of separation. Hashem can't wait. So he's going to do something at the end of seven days, which in this case, for Claudius Israel is seven weeks, and it's going to follow halachically the process of what seven days of Nida looks like. So just like Nida would have Hefzik Tahara, they had the Korban Pesach, which was the beginning of the process, and then the next seven days of seven weeks, um, um, seven days times seven, the Jewish people are going to go through a greater level of purity, and... Um, especially during the last week, which represents the last day, especially the second half of the last week, the Jewish people really worked on becoming pure and sanctified because Shavuos night would be mikvah night. And although there would be no real relations between Hashem and the Jewish people, because that would have to wait, but at least there could be some physical interaction incredible imagery created by the Al Shachakadish. So the next paragraph he says, Vehain Zos. What's the allegory for the mikvah part? Um, what do you mean? What would be our our going to the mikvah? What would well, what we all went to the mikvah? That? Oh the, we did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. In fact the uh, um, the Hasidim, I think I don't know if the Sfardim um, have this minhag, that they stay up all night to learn and then before davening begins, everyone goes to the mikvah. Like an Arab Yom Kippur kind of thing. Everyone. Everyone goes to the mikvah and prepares oh, for the Eser of the Bruce. What's the physical interaction compared to between Hashem and us during that time that, that you haven't yet um, completed the time? So, what he's going to say soon, uh, he's going to get to that, although I don't know if we'll get to it, is basically the first line in Shir Hashir. Shir Hashir Rashel Shlomo Yishakenim and Shikas Pihu. So the 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 kiss that Hashem gives Klal Yisrael, which represents Har Sinai, so he's saying that was not allowed unless the Jewish people would go through this process early. Hashem should have waited until the wedding, but uh, the the Nisuin, but Hashem wasn't willing to wait that long. So, so it was giving of the Torah essentially was physical inter- compared to the physical interaction. Well, well, the the connection is the physical inter. Well, the, um, 
Well, physical interaction in the form of uh, without relations, just right. the just right. the physical interaction that would be the uh, relationship created between Hashem and the Jewish people by Hashem speaking to the Jewish people directly, face to face, which He calls Yishakenim and Shikas Pihu, and that would have to, and then later the connection between Hashem and the Jewish people that would have come from a real marriage would have been in, um, much more, and that's you know where the Mishkan comes from and the way Hashem dwells within each one, and and I mean w- w- let, let's see, he's, let's see how much but of this all this. Started with he heroically broke the luchot and and didn't complete this ninety day process. Right. That would have been the last uh, action to complete it. Right, right. And so he broke it so that they wouldn't be in such a status of right. Okay, okay. So let's try to get through this uh, quickly. Um, he says, just standing by the mountain. So the fact that God was speaking to the Jewish people right now through a messenger, because during the seventh day they wouldn't be able to be together, there would have been no impurity left. On the last day, as Tavlu, they would have been purified in the clean waters, in the spring waters. And day 50, they would have had this holy gathering. However, they wouldn't really be able to fully be married until the 90 days of the captive woman and the convert are done. They were both true. That's where the 40 days are from. Again, we started off saying, what's this random? Okay, let's do this now. Everyone hang around for 40 days. We'll be back. Um, what kind of intermission is that? The answer is no, it all should have been 90. Hashem just couldn't wait anymore. So he says, okay, we're doing at least the first part now, and we'll wait for the rest. And Kabbalah then they would have received the Luchos, Ilikari Nisuin, the Kamar Maramzal. Luchos, until we received the Luchos, so it turns out it would have been, uh, just to answer Benjamin's question, it would have been uh, like Arison, it would have been like the betrothal process. So had he waited the 90 days, he should have, we probably never would have got to the Golden Calf, because that would have been the day of giving the That's quite door. possible, Hashem couldn't wait. So when Moshe breaks the luchos, he undoes all the conditions of the marriage, and the marriage is retroactively nullified. Well, the Hamtika Dover, he says, now, to make this a little better to understand, What is marriage? Marriage is when the woman is connected to the man, body and soul, in the way that there is a transfer of shefa, of influence, of energy between them. That's why it's called a marriage between Hashem and the Jewish people. Because like a man and woman, body and soul, we are connected to this transfer of energy. And that's why the holiness that's constantly flowing upon us. So when we do the right thing, through holy um, that he implants within us we can give birth to mitzvahs and holy deeds which would have been through Adam before he uh, sins Kenoda. Uh, Craig you got to take note this is all uh, uh, so the, through the 50 days shall where they're waiting for the chupa it was only the soul that was corrected, not the body. 
That's why that day of Matan Torah only allows for what's called on a spiritual level a kiss. He also refers to the Bet Yatsiv. Yeah, yeah, but he's calling it Arison, so I have to figure all that out. That's the day he kissed us with the kiss of the mouth. That every word that came out from Hashem, was speaking to each Jew, and kissing him on the mouth, as the Al Shekhakadish states in his other work, because a kiss is a connect, <laughs> connection of souls. That's what every kiss is. That's why parents, the children, can kiss them on the mouth. Now, today we don't do that anymore, maybe because we lack the fullness of that connection. But it used to be very common that that's what parents would kiss their children because that's a connection of souls. That means the soul is connected to the soul. Because the mouth is the opening to the soul. You ever the, the eyes are the windows to the soul, but the mouth is actually the opening to the soul. Because when it says man became the soul of life, it says, That means he was able to speak. P is 90 days. What? P is 90 days. Oh, P. So when our three shepherds, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam die, what do we call that? When they die by the hands of Hashem, no angel of death. Misas Nishika, that's by kiss. Because what happens is their soul touches Hashem's soul. You ever see two... Um, Droplets of water as they bump into each or, other, or mercury, and it uh, right? it in. Just so that's how they 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 left the world was that Hashem touched their souls and it was just taken, and that's a kiss. It was drawn after Hashem, away from the physical, which is exactly what a kiss should be. I don't understand. If after the fifty days was a chibur of nefesh le nefesh, why do you need another forty days then? Because they still they can't you can't give them the shafa and the zera because they still have some of uh, yeah, but to the be nefesh chibur is the ultimate goal. No, no, it isn't. Yeah, it's not a devekut atzmi. There's more than nefesh benefesh. She says, I mean, that's what he's learning. Skipping to the next paragraph, because I'm going to get through this quickly. So at the Harsinai, they only reach this level of the kiss, which is prophecy, mouth to mouth. Where the soul connects to the soul of the person prophesying. As we said the soul is connected to the mouth. But it wasn't a full connection. But it didn't reach down so that the body carried that same connection of soul until the giving of the luchas. So um, we're, we're going to end here. Uh, basically, he carries on, on on the same thought. I just want to add one final point where he says that this is why um, this is why um, all these numbers are always 40 days. Um, 
the 40 days before a child is born, the heavenly voice goes out in the 40 days um, uh, of the, the giving of the Torah. Everything that's 40 days. He says, because, um, and we say 40 days after a child is conceived is when it becomes viable, you know, halachically speaking. Uh, all these other terms for 40 days all comes from these 40 days because Hashem had to hurry the process. And uh, I, I wish we could go through that each of these points is a, as an entire discussion on its own. But I, I think most importantly, he's showing us that Hashem is, has this powerful desire to connect with Klal Yisrael. And on some level, the Jewish people at that time had the ability in their minds to understand this. Uh, and uh, they were feeling this excitement. This is real over Hashem. Not a bunch of rules. You have to follow rules. But if uh, anyone who thinks that any relationship is about the rules that one side lays down, as long as they follow those rules, they have a relationship that hasn't even begun. A relationship is connections, and the rules are just there to support and maintain those connections. The Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, really wants to connect to Klal Yisrael, Pekuf and Nefesh with these different levels to the point where Hashem risks the future of everything. Like, like every young man who just can't wait. And the... That, that that Hashem puts into the world, that's reflected in the world that we live in. But again, it's no, no one should understand this as literal or physical, but on whatever that level, whatever it means, Hashem couldn't wait, and so he hurried the process 50 days, after 50 days. The rest of the 40 we were waiting, and this, this would eventually lead to the ego. But it's because there is this process of Yimei Libun, of the process of Nida, which is what we would be emulating with the um, 49 days of uh, and then there was a process until um, what would have been, what was the 90th day? Shiva Subhatamas, the 17th of Tamas, which, which is the day when instead of the, the, instead of the relationship, that's actually the day that the walls of Yerushalayim are breached. That's when the enemy enters into this, because we ended up ruining everything. However, but originally, within the plan, this is the true story. Of Matantor. And the marriage dissolved. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.